Hops and Stocks podcast is presented by 100 Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. So thank you for having me. This was really um, insightful. I commend you guys on what you're doing. I think it's a, uh, I think it is awesome to see um, African-American men um, not just business owners, but on here talking about something that is really relevant. Um, I, I think beer is relevant to y'all. I took some notes the next time I get to all these, I'm going to get that kombucha beer. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then talking about money, I mean, stocks. I mean, really, I think that unfortunately our black men don't get enough credit about what they are doing good in the community and, and the great thing. So I think this is I think this is fantastic, you know, black men talking about something that is going to help us economically, which is money, which is stocks, which is, you know, leveraging ourselves and really finding another way to wealth other than, you know, 60 hours at a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is uh, phenomenal. So great job. Spoke Entertainment Group. This is episode 14. Uh, as you can see, the entire gang's with us uh, today. Gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. A lot Who of gangs. Be, you said a lot of gangs? All the gangs. Nothing but gang-ish. <laughs> Shout out to the gang. <laughs> yeah, we Who love it. Who they gang? Yeah. Bear, bear down gang. <laughs> Who they gang? Irish gang. Irish gang. Buckeye Andy gang. Dalton gang. Andy Dalton Andy gang. gang. All right. All the gangs. <laughs> I think all the gangs are covered, man. <laughs> all the gangs are covered. So as always, we will be re- we will be reviewing a variety of beers from across the country. Uh, we got some local owned breweries. I think I saw some Untitled Art. Um, I'm actually going to kick this joint off real quick. So I'm looking at a... Uh, Barrel aged out, um, you know, as the as the temperature started to change, it's actually pretty chilly in here in Nashville today. I got on a hoodie and actually needed it. But this is a uh, Elmatic, and this is out of our hometown, Dayton, Ohio. So this is called oh, Barrel Aged Hey Joe, and it's a coffee stout with Petty Bone Coffee. Checking in at ten percent. Um, I've actually had the pleasure of having this before, so I know it's good. Once again, Elmatic out of Dayton, Ohio. See, it's dark color, stout color. Uh, it's been sitting in my glass for about 10 minutes, so it should be ready to drink. Bottoms up. Uh, oh, yeah, I got to support the glass. You know what I'm saying? Got the, the Elmatic glassware. Uh, me and B-Dub. Sold separately? Huh? Sold separately? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We had to cop this. Um, we went down there a couple months ago and, and checked Homeboy out. Uh, they got some really good brews. I like what they're doing down there. Would like to make it back. But the notes on this is dark chocolate and obviously coffee. Um, it's it's smooth. It's mellow. You're not getting, well, it's been sitting in my glass for a while. So 
those those notes from the barrel like sometimes you get that whiskey taste if you drink a stout just right out the refrigerator um this one has had an opportunity to sit so it kind of mellows out uh full body i like it i'm gonna go four and a quarter on this one we'll definitely cop it again if it's available once again elmatic coffee stout it looks like they use pettibone coffee Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, Dayton, 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 Dayton. All right, I'm going to pass it to Eddie's Birds. On my screen, it's the left side. You're going to kick it off the blast, man. What you drinking tonight? All right, y'all. I got a, uh, another untitled art. I mean, I know we ain't supposed to be showing them this kind of love, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, this is a collab with 1840 Brewing, and it's a dry hopped. Watermelon, lime, goss. Is that how you say it? Goss. Ghost. 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 Okay. And uh, let me see. Y'all can see that can there. Maybe not. Maybe that's the sweet spot. I uh, see a little bit. Yeah, right there. Right there is good. All right. Um, I, I want to read these ingredients to y'all because this is a sexy beer, man. It's a Berliner style Weiss Ale <laughs> with watermelon juice concentrate. Sea salt, lime juice. Here's the kicker. It says Vic Secret, citric and mosaic hops. So this joint got some Vic Secret in here. You know what I don't know what Vic Secret is. Lingerie beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I was gonna say we might need to keep it clean now that Miss Dawson is <laughs> joined. <laughs> no, no. I'm one of the guy. I'm one of the guys this evening. It's all good. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, before before you before you kick it off, Blast. She sent me a text. I was like, "Hey, yo, I'm gonna hit you up on like 15, 20 minutes." She was like, "Nah, I want to know what y'all talking about." <laughs> and she was like, "I'm gonna hop on." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, welcome." But for those who will be viewing this on on YouTube and the video. My best friend, my homegirl, uh, we got like 20 plus years into this, Letitia Hendricks. Um, welcome to the Hops and Stocks podcast. We're going to circle back around to you when we kick it over to the, to the you know, the financial piece of our, of our podcast, but welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Well, You're man, I'm time in at any time. I can tell y'all that this this big secret tastes quite nice. <laughs> quite nice, man. I think they're gonna change their name. No, <laughs> no, for real though. Uh, it, it's pretty good, man. The watermelon is there. Um, it's it's a refreshing beer. Uh, I'm I'm really impressed. I was kind of unsure about if they was gonna nail that watermelon note or not, but they they nailed it pretty good, man. I I think I'll get this four four point two five. Nice. Sounded pretty moist the way you described it, though. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a moist beer, man. Big secret. You got it right, Billy. I mean, uh, lingerie beard. I think that's the first for the Hops and Stocks podcast, man. Look, I'm going uh, to go next, man, because what I'm, what I'm drinking was a throwaway from our uh, basement podcast a few months ago. We had a great time. One of our good friends brought a um, – he was trying, man. He he was trying to get us a, a new craft beer. This is a a, a Frogarina, a Frogarita. I'm sorry, Turbo Shandy Citrus Ale by uh, Hopping Frog. I may not even tell you where it's from. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna give you a. Why don't it matter? I mean, cause it's, it's it was a throwaway beer, man. 
<laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a chance on our podcast. I'm, I'm gonna give it a taste. Are you saying it's a throwaway state? And there goes the sippy. Well, we'll, we'll see what the state is. There goes that. What you say? There goes that sippy cup. Why? Why are you calling me a sippy cup? <laughs> it looks so little in your hand. <laughs> I got big hands, Negro. All right. <laughs> uh, no. That's not that's not where it's at, man. I mean, you could take you, <laughs> you could tell they were trying to infuse the margarita into the the ale. I'm gonna drink it because it's seven percent, so I must add the seven percent. So it's gonna, no, it's gonna no. give you a nice buzz. But uh, I knew nah, by your he, face, man, that it, you wasn't feeling. It. He uh he he tried, man. Shout out to Big D, man. Big D is always a good friend of ours, and like I said, he brought this over when we were having our our beer tech. Beer tasting. So what's just the rating off. in that one? The rating? I give it a two. Oh, wow. I give it a two. But, hey, I think that's the lowest, ain't it? You know, I, don't think that, I don't think nothing's ever got more than a two or less than a two. Hey, I, I gave the bare minimum on. I'm not going to shout their name out, but I gave bare minimum. But I don't know, man. I think you gave that a two. That's because I, I was being – I wanted some sponsorship. I'll tell you what, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I'm gonna finish it though. It it's not. It's man. It ain't trash. Trash. It's like you know, top of the trash. You know what I mean? Right? Fresh trash. Yeah. It's really nothing though. Yeah. Just really nothing. Really. I'm gonna finish it though. I mean, it's, it's not one of those that you just pour out. I'm, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. Beat up. It's on you, man. What thanks, you got? Big D. <sighs> well, today's oh, man. What? I ain't do nothing. I mean, there's no way that you can say that about that, man. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. This got a backstory. I've had this beer like I bought a four pack because I don't buy singles. And the first time I had this, it was it was trash. Okay. What is it? But it's uh oh yeah, pronounce that for everybody. Uh, Nelson Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Sauvignon. I like that. I like Sauvignon <laughs> IPA. Um <laughs> it's like it's like a fusion of beer and, and wine, and I'm not a big fan of wine, but this second go round for this is it's not that bad. Um, it's got that typical uh, amber, I mean not amber, but IPA uh, color to it. It's not that bad. I mean, I give it, I give it a three, three and three quarters, three three mugs. Uh. It's a low rating for that. Beer. Yeah, man, that's, that's. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of, of wine, so I I'm, I could have gave it my the, the usual deuce. Uh, <laughs> I guess. You know I mean, er, er, that's the thing. Why did you Why did you choose to review it? Well, two reasons. One, I got. I know one. why. I know why because I I know what happened at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked on the bottom. For the can date, and it's almost going on its expiration. Right. So I got. Yeah, I, it's kind of drinking. I actually did inventory the other day and moved all the brews up to the front of the refrigerator that I need to hurry up and get and get through. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, you want to pay attention to them, especially on beers that got like fruits and all that type of stuff. Those things are a skunk out really quick. So once again, this is uh Untitled Art Nelson. What would you give the Blanc, e? 
the Blanc, the Blanc for me, now this is just going off of memory. It, it's it's definitely higher than. I would have to probably go around four. I thought it was. I, mean, I, gave, it three, I gave it three and three mugs. <laughs> no, nah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody's different, so I can't. Yeah, I, I was just curious what he thought because yeah. you know several of us have had it, so I was just curious what everybody. Yeah, else I probably would give it a four. I actually like that 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 wine blend, and I'm not really a, a, a white wine drinker, but I thought that was I thought they did a good job with that one. It's decent. Uh, the ABV on this one is seven percent, so I mean it's it's decent on the um on on the punch, but you know, teachers on. I am completely just if somebody was to hand this to me again, I wouldn't be mad at them. I don't think I would just spend my hard earned buck on it. I, I'll be <laughs> mad. I'll be mad if somebody gave me this hopping frog again. Hey, hey K Rock, <laughs> before you go, K Rock, let me hop back in and just say uh my lingerie beer was six point six. ABV. That big secret. So you <laughs> lingerie so you beer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Switched up uh, brands today. This one is called, uh, if y'all can see it, Help Aid. Okay. You probably can catch it in um, your Giant Eagle, your Kroger, or whatever. But uh, it's ginger lemon. It's pretty, you know, dead on. If you don't like ginger, I definitely wouldn't, you know, go this direction. The lemon, you know. Good looking color. Yeah, it's a nice color. Yeah, it's got a kind of lemonade vibe to it. Um, doesn't really say too much on the bottle other than it's got the living probiotics, detoxifying, and natural antioxidants, and cold pressed juice. It's got a 10% juice, so um, majority of it is going to be tea. But, you know, as far as my kabacha, I get this a three and a half. Kind of hard to respect it when you don't drink the ones that are made with pure love, right? Yeah, I yes. mean, <laughs> I mean, everything that you offer, man, you're gonna be up all night pissing anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> all your man, offerings. It's, it's, <laughs> we drink for the health benefits. That's so that's what we want. It, it cleans you out. Yeah. Yes. You're talking about a healthy gut right here, man. Yeah, you're right. You know. Yeah, everything starts. How much was how much was that, Karan? What was the uh, ticket on that? Um, the price point was three ninety nine, so it's it's pretty much on the high end for as kombucha. But I mean, how many ounces? How many ounces? Uh, we looking at sixteen fluid ounces, one oh. pint. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a word, <clears throat> a piece of advice. You really need to get your kombucha through from a. Uh, Audi. I got that exact same brand. It's two ninety five. I actually picked up one today oh, when, I, when I went to the grocery store. So yeah, if you're trying to save a dollar, Audi, huh? What flavor you get? Um, I would have to check, but I know it's that exact same brand because the bottle's the same and they got the same logo. But I say that Buck E. Yeah, it's um, they they usually got all the, all the synergies. They yeah, they got the synergy and they got another brand. <laughs> And I know, like I said, I know they got that brand that you you got in your hand because I, I grabbed it. I mean, looks like we I normally don't get it because it costs more. Mm. And I'm familiar with Synergy, but I got it strictly for the pod. So where you normally cop from, Kroger? Uh, Giant Eagle. Okay, we have a nice little um, 
setup at Kroger, man, for the camp. Yeah. Gotta, um, I'm gonna have to go to Aldi and snatch some kombucha juice. <laughs> Word. I'm sorry for those who are probably listening to audio only because this is going to be terrible. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually good. <laughs> what? Man. Y'all got to be crying over here, man. My eyes is watering. I don't think they heard what we said. So- so so closing out that segment unless anybody got anything else i am going to turn the floor over if tish don't keep going in and out of the screen are you with us tish i'm sorry my ipad died so i have to come in on my on my cell phone so i hope that uh you can still see me yeah Yeah, we can see you it's all good um so once again I would like to introduce Miss Letitia Hendricks. Um, she probably has the most credentials after her last name. I think <laughs> when, she, when she sent me her bio, it was like like 17 letters after her name. So, you know what I mean? She's special to me and she's special <laughs> to the world, I guess. Um, but Tish is, a, is an entrepreneur. You know, she, she owns her own business since 2009. Um, once again, we met back at Ohio State. It's been my best friend for a really long time. Probably the only person that knows every single thing about me. So if she was to write a book about me, it'd be, it'd be y'all bad. <laughs> but I, uh, I reached out to Tish because once again, she's one of the first people I, I knew to, to start and, and own their own business. And so we're here in what, 2021. So that's, you know, 12 years of being an entrepreneur. So Tish, welcome to the Hops Hopkins Stocks podcast. Um, give us your background, you. talk about your businesses, and I'm sure the fellows will have some questions as, as we go along. Okay, awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I am um, honored. So uh, my name is Letitia. My background, my profession actually is nursing. I've been a registered nurse for about two decades, about 20 years. Um, I started my small business uh, when I first became a nurse. I was not, it was not a goal to become an entrepreneur. I was doing a friend a favor, and before I knew it, uh, the classes that I was offering, I just got lots of requests, and of course, you know, who's going to turn down extra money? Um, So as I was building my business, which is called First Choice, um, I went back to nursing school, got my master's degree, and so now I'm a nursing professor, um, and I I do that part-time, full-time entrepreneur, single mom of three. Um, I do some network marketing as well, um, speaking engagements, pretty active in my community. And uh, with my small business, we teach classes for uh, daycare workers and like healthcare providers. So any mandated class that any daycare owner or in-home child care provider has to have, we offer it all throughout Ohio. So CPR, first aid, uh, child abuse, communicable disease, CDA, uh, we do some first aid responder services and uh, we're mobile. So, you know, the, the child care centers like that because we travel to wherever they are. Um, any city inside of Ohio will travel. And um, I've come to love entrepreneurship because of the freedom <laughs> that it gives me. So I don't necessarily love the responsibility. Um, you know, I don't necessarily love sometimes you are working on Sundays and sometimes you're working for free. You know, but I um, I love the freedom that it gives me and, you know, praise God when, um, 
life kind of threw me some lemons. You know, a few things happened in my life that were unexpected with my career. Um, I was working at a college that, that got shut down, like within a week's notice, they lost their financial aid. Wow. And so that took me from a pretty hefty salary down to zero dollars. And so having my business first choice on the side, uh, it sustained my family and I, and I haven't been back to full-time work since then. That probably was about four or five years ago. So um, I kind of became an entrepreneur by default, uh, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm very, very grateful to uh, to call myself an entrepreneur. That's good. That sounds like a good, uh, good story. Congrats. Thank you. It sounds like you're doing it big. What, what city are you based out of, Ms. Dawson? Or should I call you Ms. Hendricks? It says Ms. Dawson on the screen. Well, you can call me Tish. That's fine. Tish, okay. All right. My legal Dawson, but it's fine. Um, I live in Columbus. Uh, however, probably about four years ago, I did branch out and open a second training center in my hometown of Youngstown. So for about two years there, I was traveling on the road five days a week from Youngtown to Columbus. I was on the road about five hours a day, uh, starting that second training center and kind of getting the groundwork paved to uh, open that second building in my hometown of Youngstown. Okay. What would you say um, was one of your hardest hurdles for as becoming an entrepreneur or, you know, along that journey? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very transparent because I love I love Eric. He's you know, he's one of the most important people in my life. And so I'm, I'm willing to put it all on the line. I didn't prepare to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it was never my goal. I wanted to be an RN and, um, you know, becoming an entrepreneur was by default. So I didn't prepare. I didn't do the research. You know, I didn't do a 10 year projection. You know, I didn't do quarterly projections when I first got started. Um, of course, I've done those things recently, but I mean, I've been in business for over 10 years. You know, had I done those things at the beginning, I mean, who knows? Maybe I would have made more money. Maybe not. I don't know. But I can honestly say that I didn't properly prepare to become an entrepreneur, probably because it wasn't my goal. Um, it started as a side hustle. And, uh, you know, when you're taking money from large businesses, you know, large daycare entities, you're like, oh, I need to become a business because I need to report this money <laughs> to the IRS. Right. So, yeah, so that was probably a really big flaw of mine in the beginning. No, I think you hit on a, you know, a good point. A lot of people, you know, they get on whatever platform or whatever, and, you know, they all buttoned up and pretend like they have it all together. So, you know, I, I appreciate you keeping it real with us and our listeners and, you know, letting us know that everything wasn't all perfect and you know your, your route wasn't perfect uh the one thing I, I like to commend you on is that you know regardless you took your lumps or whatever and you still have people that you know do the research and do the knowledge and they still don't hop out on faith they do all the all the necessary homework and still yeah. here to make that move and you know you still doing it anyway so congratulations with that thank you thank you i i think that I think that for me and for anybody, if if you have something that you love to do and you maybe would do it for free or little to no cost, let's not say free, but maybe very little cost. Um, I would say make that your business if you if you want to be an entrepreneur and um, I never plan on leaving my career. I, I love nursing. You know, I'm never going to leave the career. However, I do appreciate the plan B that entrepreneurship gives me. I appreciate 
you know, not having to work 50 or 60 hours a week anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Because I this. So um, I'll just say, why not? The worst that can happen is you is you fail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that what you would tell the, uh, the, the young lady yourself uh, at Ohio State, what, 10, 15 years ago? No, I would tell her, don't become no business owner. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I probably would have told her, you know, back then I probably would have said, don't become a business owner. Um, it's a lot of responsibility. Um, and it's a lot of psychological commitment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like being an entrepreneur is a really big chunk of your mindset. Um, but me being where I am today, I probably would have told her, prepare. You know, um, just because you got that money in the bank don't mean to spend it. You know, I probably would have said, um, you know, find some other franchises to purchase. I would probably would have said some of those things. And um, I didn't have a mentor, you know, because I never really planned on being an entrepreneur. So I kind of just figured it out as I went. And um, I had a few young ladies take me under their wing. And so they've been grooming me. But the financial piece of it and the real foundation of a solid business I just figured out as I went. Nope, I, I didn't have a mentor. Nobody guided me through that part. Trial by fire. Was there any yeah. point? Was there any <laughs> yeah. point when you got into your when you launched your business, whether it was months or years in, where you was like, "This ain't for me. Like, I want to quit." If so, can you talk about that moment? And can you talk about what happened that elevated you through that moment? Because there's a lot of people that get in the business and they expect to ball out when they first start. Whereas the majority of small business owners don't make money for three years. So it takes dedication. It takes financing to, to bet on yourself that long. So can you, can you explain that and yeah, talk briefly about that to our listeners? So I never really wanted to quit. Um, I think that what I do, I was the very first uh, mobile uh, educator in childcare. I was the only minority. So I made a ton of money. I made it fast. And my reputation just always kept clients coming. So I've never really done any marketing as far as paying for marketing or anything. I've never had to do it. Um, when I wanted to quit was maybe a year before COVID. Um, I was making great money in my nursing career, um, doing really, really well in another business that I have as well. And I just thought to myself, I really don't want to be back and forth teaching CPR to these people. You know, I don't really need it. And at that point, I was thinking about selling the business. I was going to sell it to somebody who I knew was interested and already had the clients lined up and everything. And I'm not sure why I didn't sell it, but I didn't. I guess God knew that I was going to need it. And then COVID hit. um, At that point, I really had to evaluate if I wanted to continue to be a business owner Uh, because I lease a building, so I'm paying for overhead. And when COVID hit, I wasn't teaching any classes. Nobody wanted to be around people to get CPR or anything else. So, uh, but I stuck it out. I really believe in what I'm doing. Um, I believe in it because there's not any minority businesses of my quality. So I probably can say year and a half inside of COVID, I was kind of like, well, maybe this is this era of, you know, of what I'm doing. Um, but I stuck it out. I mean, there's still some struggle right now with COVID, but we've gotten creative. We've, uh, we have a lot of our classes online. Uh, we've branched out into a couple other services as well. So I would probably say 
that first year in COVID, I was like, uh, do I still want to pay overhead? And I'm not really making the money to cover it, you know, let alone handle other bills. Um, but I'm still here. So that was that was my question. You know, how, how did you get creative with your business during a pandemic? And, and be able to sustain so yourself? Pandemic, yeah, so during the pandemic, um, I leaned on Zoom, which a lot of businesses did. Um, I leaned on Zoom. Um, I hooked up with a couple of people who were able to create me some online classes where students can just go to my website, pay for it, view the video, take the test, and never have to see my face, you know? Um, we've also dug into a few other um, avenues such as first aid responder services, looking at that. Uh, we put in a we put in an offer to offer services for the classic, the um, the classic that's normally in Indianapolis, it was in Columbus this year at the stadium. And so, uh, you know, we put together a proposal to offer first aid services for that. So um, I've gone into a couple other avenues. I'm not really sure how lucrative they will be with COVID still hanging around, uh, but mostly I've, I've really just integrated a lot of online curriculum. Are you basically- Do, um, do you suspect, I'm sorry, go ahead, Bill. Are you basically um, self-contained? You do everything by yourself or is there some people behind the scenes that help make the machine go for you? Great question. So I have an instructor who works for me. Um, so there's probably two people behind the scenes that make the machine go. Um, then I have a young lady who does all of my website, everything. So really three people, um, but probably for the last two years, I've been doing just about everything because there really hasn't been enough revenue to pay the other instructors and still pay myself. And so with everything being mostly online, I mean, I still keep them around. They're, they're contracted, so they know it's not full-time, you know, benefits or anything like that. Uh, but I still utilize them, just, just not as much as what I was before. Make sure you got your PPP, right? <laughs> so that is something that we are definitely still uh, working with. There's a couple other loans as well. But let me be really clear and very, and very, very honest. Um, I, I've never had to do a loan the whole 12 years I've been a business owner. So praise God. And I don't want to get myself into something where I'm in it just to grab the money. But I really did not read the fine print. I don't have any idea what the repercussions are, what the consequences are. And so uh, when we talk about the loans and, and, you know, PPP, and I think there's another one. Um, you know, they're fantastic, uh, but I, I, I can't honestly say that I would grab that money just to grab it without knowing what the repercussions are, you know, in the next several years or, or, or any of that. So it would be my very first time ever having to get a loan if, you know, if we chose to go that well, route. Well, I'm hearing a lot of repercussions are in, the, in people in jail right now. They're going to jail because they're scamming. A lot of people are scamming. Right. Uh, which is... Which, which is why I jump on it because I don't know anybody who I trust with my life that I would let, I, I, I don't know how to fill out the paperwork for it. And, and several people have approached me, Hey, I'll fill out your paperwork. Here's my <laughs> All right, that, that was another yeah. scam that I heard about. Yeah. Scam. Yeah. So, scam. <laughs> you know, um, listen, I don't, I don't need the money that bad. I know how to hustle. I know how to grind, you know, if, if it's not a hundred percent legit, then I'm, I'm, I'm not going to walk towards it. So uh, as of now, we haven't gotten it. Um, you know, if it's something that, you know, continues to come up and we're eligible for it and I find a clean route, I'm down. But if it ain't a clean route, <laughs> I'll need it. Yeah. 
Hey, he's going to fill out that PPE for hops and stocks. Um. <laughs> so, Tish, uh, talk uh, about as, as a as a know who mom, uh, EIN name is under. No, don't do that. <laughs> as a as a single mom, talk about being an entrepreneur, having a part time job. How do you? What does work life balance look like for you? So I have a calendar that I use on my phone and I have a paper calendar, like a book. And so I utilize both of those. Um, Working as an instructor is pretty simple because everything is online, you know, so I can kind of do that either early in the morning or, you know, when the kids are in bed. Um, Everything else that I do is on my schedule as far as classes that I teach Uh, When I go teach them, because now I'm back out into the field, you know, back into the daycares teaching. Um, And right now, I put my kids schedule first. I didn't used to do that. When I first got started, I would teach, oh gosh, five, six days a week. I mean, I I was, anytime money was offered, I was going after it. (laughs) That's that's just the honest and goodness truth. And I've really had to learn balance and I've had to learn how to um, delegate, which is why I have some instructors and how to combine, and then most importantly, not to be afraid of my value. I used to be afraid that if I didn't teach every single class that came my way, as soon as it came my way, that they were going to go to somebody else, you know, or if I didn't give them the discount they wanted, that they will go to somebody else. And um, now I'm very confident in, in what I do. I mean, there's, there's not an organization out there that can touch us. I mean, even some of the larger organizations, the quality of what we do is, is better. So um, my home schedule comes first. You know, that's just how it is. Um, unless, it's, unless it's a daycare that I have a contract with, then I can maneuver a little more. Um, so after the kids' activities are on the calendar, you know, then I open up my, my calendar for uh, teaching classes and speaking engagements and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Sound like you know your worth. Yeah, I was going to say, I... I... Think, I think you hit on an important point that we hear a lot. And when you talked about value, if you could expand on that a little bit and, you know, um, you know, maybe explain to the listeners the importance of, you know, knowing your value, knowing your worth. Yeah. So I think that comes with the length of time that you've been in business. Number one, it comes with what you know you offer. Right. And then for me, I think it comes with your clientele. So when I first got started, um, my prices were probably very, very cheap. I didn't have a lot of experience. I didn't have a lot of clientele. Um, But then as I looked around at my competitors and even going into uh, the consumers, I just got lots of compliments about what we offered, uh, the quality of the service, the paperwork that we offered, the hands-on, the professionalism, being on time. And so I thought to myself, wow, I'm worth more <laughs> than what I thought I was. And so um, I increased my prices. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I initially was fearful to reach out to large organizations. I was just going with mom and pop centers. And then once I started getting all these compliments, I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to kinder care. I'm going to reach out to Goddard and Montessori and all of these other organizations that I know uh, are, are a solid paycheck. You know what I'm saying? They they have the money. Um, and so it maybe took maybe 
maybe three or four years, because honestly, my first couple of years, it was a side hustle. You know, I wasn't putting a lot of time into it. I wasn't researching to see what was the best options for my clients and what was the best quality of mannequins and curriculum. I didn't do that right away. Uh, but once I decided that I wanted it to be a business, I just wanted it to function as close to excellent as I could. Um, and so now I still get people that, you know, will want the discount or tell me they can get this price somewhere else. And I say, thank you for calling me, but you know, you should go. You should go. You, you should, should go. 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 <laughs> right. We've heard that before. You should yeah, go. We've heard that before. <laughs> so when you speak of your quality, was that something inherent or did you get professional development to have that high quality or is that just something intrinsic in you? So it was professional development okay. for sure. <laughs> because I wasn't always um, a mature business person. I mean, I wasn't always thinking, okay, I just made a thousand dollars in an hour. Let me invest in um, a new AED. Let me invest in, you know, some new training pins that are a higher quality. Initially I was thinking, oh, I made a grand in an hour. I'm gonna go get this handbag that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Club. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm, I remember them coach days. I'm glad you're keeping it honest. Yes. I remember them days. Yes. So it took a lot of professional development. It took me learning the value of money, um, and then it took me some of the time not having the same money coming in. Like, okay, this week we made ten grand, but the next week we made maybe a hundred bucks. So I just had to learn that there was going to be the up and down of revenue, you know, um, in entrepreneurship. And so lots and lots of personal development um, and lots and lots of growth. And I think for me, the growth really stemmed from me wanting my kids to have the knowledge of finances early. And so I have, I have a son that's 24. So it's like, he's watching me. I can't be telling him to save his money and guide him this way and he's watching me live a different lifestyle so uh there was a lot of factors in there but most of it was personal development for sure he's like mom but you have a rolls royce what's going on <laughs> Listen, no, like, really, like but mom you drive this car i want that car too and so i i, I thought okay first of all yeah yeah um so it has, it has been a journey. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's funny because I'm on her speaking about business because I told a, a daycare owner yesterday as we were talking about business and COVID in the next 10 years. And I'm like, I'm thinking about selling my business. Like I'm still thinking about it. Um, the only thing that's stopping me is that I would love to have something to pass down to my oldest daughter, you know, a family business to pass down to her. Yeah. That really is the only reason that I'm kind of still holding on to it, um, just to be able to say that you know I did that. That's, that's that. When you sell it, <laughs> I was I was just thinking about that because I know yeah. you have you have young kids and um, two young girls. Mm -hmm. You know, as a as a as a black woman, as an entrepreneur, what type of things are you are you teaching and, and telling your girls? like handing down from your experiences so that, you know, we all talk about this all the time because four of the five of us have kids. Um, the things that we're passing on are to our kids because we want them to be greater than us, earlier than us. Um, so what kind of things are you telling your, teaching your kids about entrepreneurship? Um, things, things like that, just, just 
things that you didn't know growing up that you've learned throughout your, your career and, and your life? Yeah. Yeah. So I try not to shove entrepreneurship on them. Um, but I do often try to uh, culminate whatever gifting they have. You know what I mean? Um, my son, I was a young mom. I was a teenage mom. I was very ignorant. And so by the time I learned the value of money, you know, he was very close to adulthood. So he's on the right track now, but there was a couple of hurdles. Um, but my two daughters were on a, you know, we're on a great track. I mean, my oldest, uh, worked two jobs over the summer, you know, has her, has her money in her savings account and has a little bit that she's portioned to herself. And, um, and I'm giving her some responsibility. I let her, you know, keep access to some of her money. So when she wants to spend it, it's gone. So she gets to learn that lesson of, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. And even though it's in your savings, that's not really money. That's invisible money. Um, and then I often tell my kids, we can't, you know, we're not going to buy that. Just because we have the money doesn't mean that we're going to get it. Uh, I'm not going to say we can't afford it. You know, we're just not going to buy it. It's not of importance, you know, right now. Um, I think sometimes children see parents swiping cards and pulling money out the bank. And so when they ask for something and you're like, no, we can't get it. They're like, well, just swipe your debit card. <laughs> and so... When my kids started saying that, I knew I was in trouble. So then I had to really sit down, talk about money, um, hold them accountable, hold myself accountable. So, you know, Saturdays are our days to eat out, to, to, to eat fast food. And so outside of Saturday, I really tried not to spend any money on fast food, uh, more so to teach them a lesson, you know, not so much me, um, but to teach them that piece of budgeting, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it ain't easy. Who got girls? Y'all fellas got any girls? Yeah, we all got girls. <laughs> I have all, got all girls. Yeah, he got Doug got all girls. He he put some bad juju out in the universe one day. <laughs> I have all girls. And and like you, we we try to teach our girls. My oldest, she's in college, and she she's picked up a lot of things just from us doing this hops and stocks. She pays attention to what we're doing and what we're talking about. And, and as far as investing and having your money work for you, she's really mm -hmm. um, she's really picked that up. So you know, I think we're doing a good job with our girls, everyone, except for Karan. <laughs> Not doing a good job, Karan. I'm sorry. Karan don't have any kids, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, that that he knows. He has a goldfish back there. I got huh? nieces and nephews, man, <laughs> and they they crumb snatchers and they want money too. So. <laughs> For sure. But um, so sometimes they know just to say no, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, I um, unless the fellas got any other questions, I want to say thank you for joining. You're um. I know your entire story, but I'm not going to deep dive and bring up anything. You know what I mean? But you are. <laughs> you're you a, give us a story about Eric. Give, give us some dirt. Give us some dirt. Yeah, we'll we'll have, talk about you, have you been around him when he's had too many beers? What? Never. Of course okay. I have. Never. <laughs> Never. Yes. But no, what I'm saying, I, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that to say anything negative, but I just know, I know Tisha's story. I know where she comes from. And to see the woman that she's turned in today like it's an inspiration to me, you know what I'm saying, as a as someone who's just starting a business. I mean, she's always she's always been that person who's helped me who's who's helped me to stay grounded. 
even when I was on some BS, she always was like, oh, e, you on some BS. And she like she would never just, you know what I'm saying, like, like kiss my behind like a lot of people. Like she would tell me when I was wrong, she'd check me when I was wrong, and would always keep me elevated and keep me thinking positive. So that's why I love her to death. Um, but once again, like I said, I know her story. So I know how awesome it is to see her on this Zoom call talking about her businesses. And you know, when I follow her on social media, seeing the things that she's doing in her community and her life with her kids, like it's it's a blessing to everyone around her. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can, I can speak from experience. Like she's a blessing. Um, so once again, I really appreciate you taking time out to to join us. Um, once again, blessings to I you. Can you, listen, you, gonna you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, leave out, leave your social medias. You know what I'm saying for your businesses, your speaking engagements. How can our listeners or anyone interested get in contact with you? Yeah. So first choice services. Oh. Uh, at Yahoo is the contact, and then our direct website is firstchoiceservicesoh.org. And of course, we're on Facebook as well, First Choice Services LLC. So thank you for having me. This was really um, insightful. I commend you guys on what you're doing. I think it's a, uh, I think it is awesome to see. Um, African-American men, um, not just business owners, but on here talking about something that is really relevant. Um, I, I think beer is relevant to y'all. I took some notes the next time I get to Aldi's, I'm gonna get that kombucha beer. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then talking about money, I mean stocks. I mean, really, I think that unfortunately, our black men don't get enough credit about what they are doing good in the community and, and the great thing. So I think this is, I think this is fantastic, you know, black men talking about something that is going to help us economically, which is money, which is stocks, which is, you know, leveraging ourselves and really finding another way to wealth other than, you know, 60 hours at a nine to five, you know what I'm saying? So I think this is uh, phenomenal. So great job. I would love to help you guys promote if this is something you do every week. If there's a link that y'all can send me, um, I have a couple of different groups that I'm a part of, and I would love to be a part of helping you guys get the word out there more. We appreciate it. Except Billy Williams, he's not black, he's Saudi Arabian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Billy Williams, yeah, he's not black, but it's all good. A minority, bro. <laughs> he's a minority. He's a minority. <laughs> this man. Uh, just, oh, man. Hey, just kidding. Just kidding. Love Anytime you need me, I got you. Yeah, we're gonna have you on. Thank you so much. So we can get some more stories about it. You didn't really dive into that good stuff. Man, we're not we're not gonna get none of those on this is hops and stocks. Like I said, tension. <laughs> right, right. I want I want some of those. Man, we're not getting none of those, man. <laughs> she knows good luck, good luck, Tisha, and everything that you do. And um just keep doing you, keep being an inspiration, like Eric said. Appreciate yeah, thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate thank you. You're welcome. Once thanks, again, fellas. Have a good night. All right. You too. Once again, thanks for joining the Hops and Stocks podcast, episode 14. Signing out. Be a shell of a man if we ever depart from our heart to I'm ride with you. I'm ride with you.
podcast is presented by Hunter Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. Trademark copyrighted by Hunter Spoke Media Group.